fans to episode number 190 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. We got some breaking news for you guys to start off today's episode, and that is that Jock Martin has been hired as an assistant coach for the New York Rangers. Martin was most recently an assistant coach with the Pittsburgh Penguins. He has also been head coach of the Blues, Senators, Canadians, and Panthers throughout his NHL tenure, but he spent the last seven seasons with the Penguins as their assistant coach, and he won two Stanley Cups in that time. The Penguins defeated the Sharks in 2016 and took down the Predators in 2017, and one of his biggest duties with the Penguins, and I think a lot of Ranger fans will be excited to hear about this, was to run the penalty kill. And during his time there, the Penguins were tied for third in the NHL in wins and had the number 12 best penalty kill in the league, killing off 80.9% of the power plays they faced during Martin's seven-year tenure in Pittsburgh. They ranked eighth in penalty killing last season at 82.1%. And for some context, the Rangers this past season, just 23rd in the NHL in penalty killing at 77.4%. And really, the penalty kill has not been good for Quite a few years for the Rangers. Uh, The Rangers were 27th in that department last year, 23rd the year before that, 21st the year before that, 26th the year before that, and 21st the year before that. So you get the idea. They've struggled. It's been a below average unit by NHL standards for quite a few years now, and it's an area that they need to improve, and hopefully Martin is somebody who can help the Rangers in that facet of the game, and if his resume is any indication, then he probably can, and he does have considerable experience in the NHL as a head coach. Uh, His first head coaching gig came with the St. Louis Blues in 1986-1987. He spent two seasons in St. Louis. He didn't become a head coach again until 1995-1996 with the Ottawa Senators. He remained in that position for nine seasons in Ottawa. He made the playoffs in eight of those seasons with the Senators, although they only got to the conference finals one time in Martin's tenure there. So he consistently made the playoffs, but not too many deep runs, uh, just the one time making it to the conference finals. He also coached the Panthers for three seasons immediately after leaving Ottawa, but they missed the playoffs all three seasons that he was there. And then he coached the Canadians starting in the 2009-2010 season. The Canadians made it to the conference finals in his first year there before losing to the Flyers. They were eliminated in the first round the following season, and then he was fired in the middle of 2011-2012 when they got off to a lackluster start. That was his third and final year in Montreal. But in 1,294 games as a head coach, he has posted a record of 613 wins, 481 losses, 119 ties, 81 overtime losses, and a mark of 50-62 and 62 in the postseason. He also won the Jack Adams Award for Coach of the Year in 1998-1999 with Ottawa, going 44-23-15 before losing to the Sabres in the first round of the playoffs that year. And at first glance, you know, we can talk about the coaching record and everything he's done as a head coach. He's not going to be the head coach of the Rangers, obviously. He's going to be an assistant coach. But at first glance, I think it's a nice hire. I always talked about how I enjoy the dynamic between 
David Quinn and Lindy Ruff because you have certainly an inexperienced NHL head coach in Quinn. So why not have a veteran coach as an assistant with somebody like Lindy Ruff? And it's kind of the same thing here. Martin's a little bit older. He's 67 years old, but I don't mind having at least one sort of old school coach on the staff. And he's won the Stanley Cup twice. And yes, it came as an assistant coach. And yes, the Penguins had great teams those years, but He's got a couple of recent Stanley Cup victories under his belt, and he can let these players know, kind of impart his wisdom upon them, exactly what it takes to become a championship-caliber team and exactly what it takes to perform in the playoffs, which the Rangers obviously did not do this season, and what it takes to go on some deep playoff runs because he has experience with all that. As far as X's and O's, Martin's kind of known as a defense-first coach, and again, I think Ranger fans are really going to like that. Uh, Liddy Ruff, overall, I liked him. I thought he did a good job with the Rangers, but yes, the Rangers did allow uh, too many shots on goal throughout his tenure. They were not as good as they needed to be on the penalty kill. Again, I think he did a pretty good job with the Rangers. You got to remember, he's working with a rebuilding team and a very inexperienced team, and it's a team that was consistently getting better under both his and David Quinn's watch. But if you're looking for a guy who really preaches defense, I think you're really going to like Jock Martin. Again, I do like this hire for the Rangers, at least on the surface. Uh, we'll get into like X's and O's in a later date. But right now, the hope is just that you know, some of these Ranger players who have been developing under Quinn and developing under Lindy Ruff will continue to do so under the Quinn and Martin uh, combination here. I'm also not too sure what this means for Gord Murphy. Uh, Murphy has been an assistant coach with the Wolfpack, but as you all probably remember, Lindy Ruff was hired by the Devils to be their next head coach during the pause of this year's NHL season. And so he was not with the Rangers for their playoff series against the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, Murphy at that time took over as an assistant coach with the Rangers. And with the hiring of Martin, I'm not sure if this means that Murphy just goes back to being an assistant coach with the Wolfpack. Uh, maybe that was the plan all along. that They were going to send him back to Hartford, but we will see. We'll keep our eye on that situation going forward. I would imagine it would not be too much longer until we find the answer to that question, but we'll see uh, what the Rangers opt to do with Gordon Murphy. I, I think in a worst-case scenario for Murphy, he's probably just back in his usual role as the assistant coach with the Hartford Wolfpack. But we'll see what happens with Murphy. And again, I really do like this hire at first glance, you know, without diving too deep into it. Again, this news just broke literally minutes before I started recording. So kind of just gathering all the information and all the facts. But first impression, first glance, yeah, solid hire for the New York Rangers here, uh, bringing Jock Martin to be an assistant coach. Just wanted to take a minute to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Built Bar. It is the best tasting protein and energy bar that I have ever had. It's kind of hard to explain. You just have to experience it for yourself. It's got real chocolate, amazing flavors, and unlike a lot of other protein bars, energy bars, you don't need a gallon of water to get rid of that weird, funky aftertaste that sometimes comes with the other bars. It's just good, and it actually kind of tastes quite a bit like a candy bar. It has an amazing combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar. There are no crazy additives, and if you compare it to the most popular men's bar, Cliff, it is half the calories, seven times fewer carbs, seven times fewer sugar grams, and more protein. How can it be that good and taste that good? I don't know. You just got to try it for yourself. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON to get $10 off of your first box at BuiltBar.com. Once again, use promo code LOCKEDON and get $10 off your first box at www.BuiltBar.com. Something else that I wanted to talk about today is the Vitaly Kravtsov situation. And we touched upon this a little bit last week, but I think it bears talking about it a little bit more here because I do see that it seems like there's a little bit of confusion as far as what's going on here and what it means for Kravtsov's future with the Rangers. And for anyone who missed, you know, 
the recent news or any of the recent podcast episodes that we've done here, the Rangers have loaned Kravtsov to Tractor of the KHL. And the Tractor season is actually starting pretty soon, I believe right here at the start of September. So yeah, any minute now, basically. And some Ranger fans are worried because they think that this means that Kravtsov, you know, won't be eligible to play for the Rangers next season or that he doesn't want to play for the Rangers next season or that he won't be on the Wolfpack either. He's just going to spend the entire season with the KHL or the KHL team can prevent the Rangers from taking Kravtsov back. It's not like that. Uh, the ball is completely 100% in the Rangers court as far as how they want to handle Kravtsov moving forward. They are well within their right to recall him at the start of Ranger training camp. They can toss him out there onto the ice for opening night next season if that's what they want to do. I don't think that'll happen, but the Rangers do have that option if that's what they decide they want to do. Uh, they can call him back a quarter of the way through next season, the next NHL season. They can call him back halfway through the season. They can call him back after the All-Star break whenever time they want to do it, and no questions asked, no explanation needed. Now, if they feel that Kravtsov is not yet ready for the NHL and Kravtsov just happens to be having a good season with Tractor and the Rangers like the idea of him continuing to develop in the KHL. And, you know, maybe there's a situation where that's even what Kravtsov himself would like to do. He would like to play out his season with Tractor. Uh, the Rangers can certainly get his thoughts on the matter. They can take his feelings into account if they want to. But again, the ball is 100% in the Rangers' court. They can bring him back over to the States, back over here into the NHL, into the AHL, whenever they feel like doing so. And by that same token, they can also choose to leave him in the KHL all season. Frankly, I would rather see Kravtsov just continue to develop in the KHL right now rather than just have him on the Ranger roster just for the sake of having him on the Ranger roster at the start of next season because we don't want another Leas Anderson situation where Krasov is just playing six minutes a night on the fourth line next to two line mates who can't score any goals. I don't think we want that to happen again. I think there's been a valuable lesson to learn from the Leas Anderson situation. And, you know, you go on social media, you see some Ranger fans commenting about everything that's happened here, and there's a lot of comparisons between Vitaly Krasov and... Leas Anderson, and I don't think we're at that point yet because the Leas Anderson situation just has such a hopeless feeling to it, and after everything that has happened, it just doesn't feel like we're ever going to see Leas Anderson go on to have a great career with the Rangers. It just seems like it's a situation where a change of scenery is probably what's best for Anderson. It's probably what's best for the Rangers as well. It's not impossible that Leas Anderson eventually, uh, you know, ends up playing for the Rangers and goes on to have a you know a good career with them, but. Anyone who's been listening to this show, anyone who's been following the Rangers over the past year, however long it's been now, uh, you guys know, you know, obviously we've spent a lot of time on this show talking about what is going on with Leah Sanderson. There's been a lot of media coverage, you know, wondering what is going on with Leah Sanderson. It's just been one thing after the next, and I just don't see it somehow magically working out between him and the Rangers and him going on to be like a top six forward at some point next season or even the season after that. I don't think we're at that point with Kravtsov. Again, he had a little bit of an underwhelming season with the Wolfpack this past year, just six goals and nine assists in 39 games. You want to get uh, better offensive production out of a guy that you took as a top 10 pick in the NHL draft. I get all that. And listen, his Ranger tenure is not off to exactly a fantastic start here, but Again, he's very young, just 20 years old. There's still time to develop. 
I think it's a good thing that he's spending this time with Tractor and continuing to just get on the ice and continue to get some experience. But I do also hope that he doesn't end up spending the entire season with Tractor. I think at some point, if you're the Rangers, you're going to want to call him back over here. And if you don't put him on the Ranger roster, that's fine. But I think you put him back with the Hartford Wolfpack because, you know, the AHL, that's just one step away from the NHL. You want to get the feeling that this is moving in the right direction with Kraftsoft, that he can continue to develop, continue to get better, and maintain a trajectory where he's eventually going to be on the New York Rangers. If that doesn't happen this upcoming season, that's fine. But I think at some point by 2021-2022, we got to see Kraftsoft on the Rangers. Because even if he's continuing to struggle, even if the development is not where you want it to be, uh, you took this guy again, a top 10 overall pick in the NHL draft. This is your guy. You chose him. So at some point, the Rangers are going to owe it to themselves as an organization to put him on the NHL roster and toss him out there and see what he can do. So yeah, again, Kraftsoff, a little bit of an underwhelming start to his tenure with the Rangers, but I'm not ready to completely write him off or label him a bust just yet. The story has yet to be told. And Hey, you know, maybe this is exactly what he needs. Go to the KHL, find your game, find that scoring touch, uh, continue to improve, and then maybe come back at a certain point and just keep it going in the AHL with the Wolfpack. And just like that, you know, a lot of people who seem to be writing off Kravtsov, they're going to start to feel a lot better. They're going to start to feel a lot better about where he is. And we're going to start hearing some of those cries from Ranger fans to get this kid on the NHL roster. If he produces in the KHL and it leads to success in the AHL, then hey, he's one step away. And it's at least possible we see Kravtsov with the Rangers at some point next season. But I think you have to handle him carefully if you're the Rangers. I think this is a good first step. Allow him to get some more experience under his belt competing in the KHL while the Rangers obviously are not playing hockey right now. And then at some point next season, I think in a perfect world, you put him back on the Wolfpack. And if all goes well there, you call him up to the Rangers. But you know, I don't want to see him spend the entire season in the KHL. It's fine for now. It's fine to get some more seasoning. It's fine to get some more experience. But at some point, I want him at least with the Wolfpack. Because if you're with the Wolfpack, you're one step away. You're one injury away from maybe making your NHL debut. And at some point, you know, the Rangers are going to have to see what the kid can do. So I'm fine with this for now. I just don't want this to be a situation where Kraftsoff and the Rangers get too comfortable with him just playing for Tractor next season. You know, I don't want the idea of him coming over and either joining the Wolfpack or the Rangers to be too far from anybody's mind. And hopefully that's the case. Uh, again, top 10 overall pick. Sooner or later, you got to find out what you have. We'll see if that happens next season with Kraftsoff and with the Rangers. The one last bit of news that I definitely wanted to cover today was Chris Drury has taken himself out of the running for Panthers general manager. And this is something that we talked about a little bit last week. Chris Drury interviewed with the Panthers for their general manager vacancy. The Panthers fired their general manager, Dale Talon, on August 10th. Uh, recently, a story broke that Talon is being investigated by the NHL for using racially charged language while in the Toronto bubble. And that's a whole separate, unfortunate, disgusting story there. Uh, again, I think it goes without saying, but there is absolutely no place in this world for intolerance and for racism and for that kind of language, especially coming from you know somebody who's supposed to be a role model, somebody who's supposed to set an example, somebody in a position of power, uh, the general manager of an NHL hockey team. Uh, that's just absolutely ridiculous that that would even happen. But as it pertains to Chris Jury, uh, we've talked about this before, but I definitely stand by my comments here. Uh, when the assistant general manager of your team is interviewing for the position of general manager with a another team, that's probably a good sign. And Drury has definitely been a part of this Ranger rebuild. I think, uh, you know, Jeff Gorton, JD, 
They definitely seem to be the two biggest voices in the room. But Jury, you know, he's not in the position of Rangers assistant general manager just because, you know, just to for the heck of it. Uh, he's there to offer his expertise and voice his opinion and do his part in helping the Rangers rebuild this team into a powerhouse and into a Stanley Cup contender. And, you know, you may not agree with every single thing the Rangers have done since basically announcing this rebuild in a letter to the fans, but I think it's a franchise that has had more hits than misses, and Drury has been the assistant general manager since 2016 after spending one year as director of player development. And one of Drury's biggest hits with the Rangers was the hiring of Chris Knobloch as the coach of the Hartford Wolfpack. And Knobloch was hired for this past season in his first year as the head coach of the Wolfpack. The team goes 31, 20, and 11. They were in fourth place in the Atlantic when the season was paused and ultimately canceled due to COVID-19. But, you know, overall, the team was having a strong season. We saw players come up from the AHL to the New York Rangers and contribute immediately. Guys like Ryan Lindgren and certainly Igor Shesterkin. Liber Hayek, you know, a little bit of an up-and-down season for the Rangers. He still maybe has a little bit of a ways to go. But I think players are developing nicely under Knobloch, at least in his first season there as the head coach. And obviously the team had a very strong season, you know, winning a lot more than they were losing. So, yeah, I mean, so far, so good. And obviously, that's a nice uh, hit by Chris Drury there. He was the one that was instrumental in bringing in Knobloch to be the head coach there. And the Wolfpack had definitely struggled in recent seasons prior to Knobloch's hiring. In fact, they had missed the playoffs in six of the previous seven seasons. So, Knobloch certainly seems to have the team headed in the right direction. And again, uh, that was a Chris Drury call to bring him in and make him the new head coach of the Hartford Wolfpack coming into this season. But I think overall, you have to consider it to be good news that Jury is going to be sticking around with the Rangers. It could only be a matter of time before another team comes knocking and wants to interview Jury for their general manager vacancy. But we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. And certainly, I would never begrudge Jury or anyone else for taking another more prestigious job with another NHL team. Uh, I would have to think that most assistant general managers in the NHL would eventually like to become general managers. Not all of them, but probably the vast majority. And... I don't see a reason given by jury as to why he removed himself from consideration. Uh, maybe he just feels that there will be more offers and a better place to go to than the Florida Panthers. I don't know. Uh, time is definitely on his side, though. He is just 44 years old, so it's probably only a matter of time before he gets another interview, especially if this Ranger rebuild continues to trend in the right direction as it has been you know, over this past season. Uh, that would be a win-win for everyone because obviously the Rangers would be continuing to get better and better, and it looks good on Drury's resume, and he would obviously get another chance to uh, interview for a general manager vacancy, which I would assume is his ultimate goal. Uh, you know, Again, most assistant general managers want to eventually become general managers. I think that pretty much goes without saying. I should also mention that Eddie Olchek, who was a member of the 1994 Rangers Stanley Cup championship team, is very much still in the running to be the Panthers' next general manager. So we'll see what happens there. If he ends up getting the job, you know, we'll talk about that a little bit as well. But for right now, I think Ranger fans, probably most people, got to be pretty happy that Jury is going to be sticking in the fold, it looks like, for at least one more season. I suppose you never know. Uh, some other team could surprisingly fire their general manager at some point here in the offseason, or unsurprisingly fire their general manager, and that would create another vacancy, and maybe they reach out and talk to Chris Jury, and maybe Chris Jury would have interest in whatever team that that might be. But again, you know, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. And for right now, at least, definitely looking like Chris Jury going to be back with the Rangers next season, and that's definitely good news if you've been a fan of this Ranger rebuild, as I have. Also on Friday, we lost a very talented actor and by all accounts, just a spectacular human being in Chadwick Boseman. Uh, he played Jackie Robinson in the film 42. And the thing that really just kind of blows my mind about that is he was a 
fairly inexperienced actor, at least on like a big stage at that time in his career, and you take on the role of playing Jackie Robinson. And, you know, obviously uh, Jackie Robinson held in such high esteem by basically everyone, and rightfully so. But, I mean, that's a pressure-filled role to take on as one of your first, you know, big assignments, so to speak. Um, and I know he also starred in Black Panther. I've not yet seen that movie. I'll get around to seeing it eventually. But, you know, he played Jackie Robinson in 42, as I said. And you guys, anyone who's been listening to the podcast, you remember that I've teamed up in the past with Gabrielle Starr of Locked on Red Sox and Javi Reyes of Locked on Padres. We did this whole uh, sports movie madness bracket where we had a 64-team tournament and we tried to determine the greatest sports movie of all time. 42 was in the bracket. Unfortunately, it went down to Bull Durham in a very close decision in the first round. I mean, they're both great movies for completely different reasons. But yeah, 42 is a great movie. And earlier today, uh, Gabrielle, Javi, and myself, we all linked back up and talked a little bit more about that movie because we didn't really get to talk about it a whole lot during the original uh, sports movie madness bracket as we were going through all the different matchups because, again, 42 was eliminated in the first round. So, I don't know when that episode's going to be up. Probably at some point this week. Gabrielle is actually the one that's going to be editing this one. So at some point this week, I'm going to put that up. We're going to talk a little bit about Chadwick Boseman and also 42. We had planned on doing this anyway, you know, kind of getting the band back together, so to speak, and talking about different sports movies that we like. And 42, again, kind of a movie that unfortunately just fell victim to some some tough seating and was eliminated in the first round. But we talked quite a bit about the movie. We talked quite a bit about Chadwick Boseman and his performance in the movie. Uh, it's a good time. And, you know, hopefully a fitting tribute to Mr. Bozeman again, uh, passes away at the age of 43, uh, just gone far, far too soon. And by all accounts, uh, just a wonderful human being and obviously a very talented actor. I mean, I can tell you that just from watching 42. And, you know, there's probably some people out there who have seen him in more movies than I have. Like I said, I definitely eventually want to watch Black Panther. With those superhero movies, I'd never really know where to start. But anybody that's ever mentioned that movie says it's amazing and that he's amazing in it. And having seen 42, uh, that is not hard for me to believe. So, yeah, we'll have that episode up for you guys at some point this week. And the only other thing that I wanted to mention today is that I am going to be taking a vacation from September 14th through September 18th. So going to be gone for about a week. Uh, there will not be five episodes of Locked On New York Rangers during that week, but I think we can get three. I think we can get three episodes up for that week, and uh, I'll just kind of set them to go live at various days during the week. We'll have an episode on Monday, I'm sure. Maybe we'll do like the Monday, Wednesday, Friday schedule. I think that's what I did the last time that I had a vacation. So, uh, yeah. Probably about three episodes of Locked on New York Rangers that week, and then we'll be back to uh, the five-episode schedule in the week that follows. So, yeah, just wanted to make you guys aware of that. I will definitely remind everybody as that date gets closer. And if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. And be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time.